the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast. Remember the Wiggles? My kids grew up on the Wiggles. And they were Australian, right? Yeah. They were Australian. So like, throw your boomerang, kids. Come on, kids. Let's wiggle the Wiggles away. Here's one of the signs. Get ready to wiggle. We've been ready for so long. Get ready to wiggle. The Wiggles thought they'd do this arena tour in Australia. It's pretty much sold out. All these adults that grew up on the music, I guess they want to go back and see them. Nice warm feelings, I think, going back to your childhood. Go back to a time before the pandemic, a a time before paying bills and just makes you happy. Adulting's hard. For one night, I want to go see the Wiggles, do all the actions, do all the songs and just be a complete goofball and forget about all my troubles. This is getting very sad now. (laughs) Halton Regional Police pulled someone over. They were doing a distracted driving campaign. They thought, oh, that person's on their phone. Pulled them over and realized they weren't on their phone at all. They were on their flute. Practicing their flute while they're driving (laughs) with both hands. (laughs) Police say they had both hands on the flute and somehow driving with their feet. And apparently they were following a little iPod. They're following the sheet music <laughs> on a little iPod. <laughs> Practicing for an upcoming gig that they were heading to. Now, I know this feeling of, like, leaving it to the last minute. You know, it's probably heading to a wedding to serenade a bride down the aisle. It's like, I didn't practice enough. Oh, but at least I have the trip. No, you never have the trip. Never works out. To be fair, though, that's dedication. I had this terrible incident a couple of years ago where I thought my kayak was secured to my roof rack. I even Spoiler alert, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I know. And I even did the whole dad thing of like, well, that's not going anywhere. <sighs> I was pretty confident in my abilities to keep that kayak on the roof rack. And it flew off. It could have hurt someone. Police revoked your dad license. But Halton police, they took to their Twitter after seeing a truck and trailer where it looked like it was going to fall off. Pulled it over and realized that the, the ball was loose. The, the hitch ball. And so now they took to their Twitter to say, check your balls. Make sure you check your trailer balls. (laughs) You got a couple trucks? Check all the balls. Check your balls. Police also had some other tips of things to check. OPP say, make sure your car's bra is on securely. Also, check to see everything is secure on your roof rack. Oh, that's a nice rack. When you check your oil... Be sure to thoroughly wipe your dipstick. If you're getting hitched this weekend, make sure your load is secure. And before you hit the road, ensure all your fluids are topped off. (sighs) God. We've mentioned our love for truck drivers. There's a new law that's being proposed for the province of Ontario. If you're a truck driver and you're making a delivery to a business or picking up something from a business... Fairly soon, you'll be allowed to use their bathroom by law. Drivers were complaining that they are making deliveries places. You're on the road for a long time. Company says, hey, bathroom's not open to the public, buddy. You got to find a Timmy somewhere. And that's insulting for a trucker. They literally delivered you a week's worth of goods to keep your business going, and you're not going to let them use your washroom? Of course you're going to let them use your washroom. Country 104.9, we love the truckers. You need to use a bathroom, and you're near 300 Suncoast Drive East in Godrich. You come use Country 104.9. 
mine's bathroom. I mean, you can't stink it up any worse than I do. No, it's brutal. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be the cleanest bathroom you've ever used, but you're a trucker. It's not going to be the worst bathroom you've ever used. Exactly. Either. It's right in the middle there. How tall are you? Uh, six one. Look at you, tall man. Five oh. eleven. I'm still in the five foot. Oh, you're not even over six feet. I would do poorly on Tinder if I was on Tinder right now. Apparently, people like tall guys. I don't like being the tallest person in the house. I always have to deal with the spiders. That's my job. Seriously, it's like, oh, can you get that spider? It's like, well, just because I'm the tallest person, I've got to get rid of the spider web that's on the kitchen ceiling. Well, you you had some uh, senior yeah. ladies take advantage of you at the grocery store. Well, not take advantage. I'm, I'm always helping people at the grocery store get things off the top shelves. I don't know why they make the top shelves so high. Can you reach that honey for me? Honey, I love helping people reach Did they stuff. call you honey? I, I just feel useful. It's one of the one times I feel useful when I go to the grocery store and people ask me to reach jars. The old ladies are checking out your butt. They don't need honey. Oh, no, they're not. They don't need honey. Yes, they do. They need a sweet piece of that mad oh, hussy stop. butt. <laughs> I remember being tween, young teen. Oh, going, yeah. And just being anywhere with your mom or dad is so embarrassing. I mean, just being in the same room with them is somehow embarrassing. Ooh, it's hard. I found shopping to be one of the hardest things. Clothes shopping, my mom always trying to make sure everything fits. Pull your shirt up. Let me see how the waist fits. Oh, wow, you've sure grown. And then they have to tell the sales clerk, whoa, he's grown like three sizes this year. Who cares? They don't care. I don't care. Ugh. So I'm at a department store this weekend. It's busy. Yeah. And I'm pushing my car past this mom and her son, who looks like he's 12, roughly. Oh. And she says out loud, enough for, there's like half a dozen people around to hear. Brandon, do you need more underwear? And the kid's <laughs> head immediately slumps. <laughs> and my heart, you could hear my heart break for this child. This is like a big box store, so it's echoing all over the place. Brandon, you need underwear. And, oh, God. Oh, and this poor kid. And I, wa I wanted to do two things. I wanted to just put my arm around the kid and be like, buddy, I understand. I know what you're going through, and I feel it. I can mm. see your pain. I can feel your pain. Lady, like, number one. One, have you never been an awkward teenager? And number two, you're his, you're this child's parent. Don't you know his underwear stock? No kidding. Like you more than this child will know how much underwear he has left. Brandon always needs underwear. So I just want to say, Brandon, if you're listening, <laughs> Country 104.9, we feel your pain. We appreciate you. Uh, we're, and we're sorry for what you went through this weekend. Do you still fit into your old underwear? What size is your underwear, Brandon? You're getting a little bigger down there. Just like your father. Moment of silence for Brandon. So it happened again. Harbor at Tobamori has sucked in another car. Or So apparently this person was following their GPS, wasn't quite paying attention. I think there was some fog. Yeah, and drove right into the harbor. Right into Georgia <laughs> Bay. Right off the boat launch. How do you not know you're driving in water? At some point, you're like looking around and like, things look different. I'm underwater. That fish is flying. See a bunch of boat bottoms above you? I'm just wondering, though, if this person was just wanting to save on parking. It's hard to find a parking spot in Tobamori now. Park on the bottom of the sea. 
Uh, this has happened before. It's the second vehicle in fairly recent history. This happened in 2016 as well. Someone following the GPS right off the boat launch into the water. And then I think it happened in 2018 in the town of Godrich at it's, the harbor. It's happened here too. At our boat launch, someone was delivering something, following the GPS, went right into the harbor. Got to use your eyes. <laughs> Got to focus on the road as well as the GPS. When did we stop using our own brains and just listen to our phones? A long time ago. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it, we're just here to remind you, sometimes your GPS it's going to tell you to do something that's not right. Might tell you to drive into the harbor. Might tell you to drive to White Church. Never drive to White Church. I don't know what you do every week, though, here in our studio, myself, Matt Hussey, and our sales manager, Steve Howard, we play the Lotto Max. It's at $55 million for tonight's jackpot. There's this gentleman over in uh, Wasagamak, Manitoba. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's in Manitoba somewhere. He bought a ticket for Lotto Max back in August for the August 24th draw. And he didn't, he didn't check it until this week. <laughs> and he went to the store and he saw a two and a few zeros pop up. And he thought, oh, cool. I won 20,000 bucks. Oh, awesome. And then the clerk at the convenience store said, buddy, you won $20 million. He won $20 million on the August 24th draw and didn't check his ticket until this week. He could have been a millionaire for like a month and a half already. He could have had a ton of money for, <laughs> yeah, like eight weeks or so. So he discovered this while he was in Winnipeg for his daughter's wedding. Now, I wonder what he got for a wedding present. Like now it probably won't be good enough. It's like, oh, now that you're a 20 millionaire, you just got us a blender? Yeah, but the but blender he can has, play a, dumb. has a TV built into it. Yeah, it's awesome. No, no, but he can play dumb and say, well, I didn't know I was a millionaire at the time. This is true. So it's good for him. Now everybody's going to be hitting him up. All we're saying is if you buy a Lotto Max ticket and you win, awesome. We want you to win as soon as possible. Let us know so we can tell people. Well, we always check the next morning because, like, why work if we don't have to, right? This is true. There's a British magazine called The Oldie. It's pronounced British. British. They wanted to crown Queen Elizabeth. Oldie of the year. Queen Elizabeth said, nah. I'm not worthy of the honor. You're only as old as you feel, she says. You're going kind of Irish. I know. Can't do accents. (laughs) She's British slash German kind of. So she's like, give it to somebody else. And they did. (laughs) They gave it to an actress, a 90-year-old actress. She says, eh, I don't feel old yet. Good for her. Oldie of the year, though. It's kind of not subtle at all. They could have gone with, like, I guess, geezer of the decade. More appropriate. That doesn't sound any better. Maybe just take the oldie right out of it. Most likely to be nude in the YMCA award. Okay. It sort of just implies that that you're It's always the seniors who are nude in the change rooms. Always. Beautiful retirement communities here. The favorite resident of Huron View. Or pickleball player of the year. (laughs) That's the Goddard Award. New Belgium, the craft beer they've created a beer to help educate people about climate change. I don't want to learn when I'm drinking. Drinking is the opposite of learning. You're killing brain cells. You might, though, because the three main ingredients in beer are clean water, barley, and hops. See, again, you're making me learn about beer. I just want to drink the beer. Uh, But all those ingredients are threatened due to climate change. Meantime, we've been doing this all along here in Huron County. So Cowbell Brewing Company announced last week that they have surpassed their goal of carbon neutrality 
and they've achieved carbon positive results for 2020. Yeah, so when you bring a case of cowbell home and your partner's complaining you've been drinking too much, say, hey, it's for the environment. I'm helping the environment. Yeah, you need yeah. to help the environment more. Why don't you care about the environment like you care about your friend Steve? <laughs> <laughs> NASA a couple years ago sent some rovers up to Mars. The one, the Perseverance rover, recently sent back video with some audio. We finally have sound. We have sound of the wind on Mars. Did you know there's wind on Mars? Well, I assume there was. Here's what the wind on Mars sounds like. Yeah, it's pretty underwhelming. Well, it sounds like wind. Yeah, it sounds like normal wind. Just as I expected. Well, or does it? How much did we pay for this? Billions. <laughs> we didn't pay anything. NASA paid for this. So I want to get a sense of, you know, how does the Mars wind compare to Huron County wind? So I grabbed my microphone, walked outside our studio. So this is Huron County wind in the town of Godrich. Here's a little rain in ours. Yeah, it's, it's raining this morning. Does it rain on Mars? No. So that's Mars here on County. Now, to, to be fair, I don't know what it smells like on Mars, but I know what it smells like in Huron County sometimes. Well, that's the difference, right? There's no one on Mars to complain about the smells that are on the wind. Like around here, every now and then the wind blows in such a way, I don't know where it's coming from, but somebody's farm somewhere and I can smell cow crap in my backyard here in town. The smell of money, brother. Yeah. The smell of the economy. <laughs> and we figured if there's wind on Mars, pretty soon there'll be wind turbines on Mars. Oh, yeah. In Dungannon, in the middle of a wind farm. So maybe soon there'll be a Dungannon on Mars and it'll probably be just as desolate. Last year for Halloween, I dressed up as Mr. Bean. Remember him? Yeah. Of course. But I should have been sexy Mr. Bean. I would argue I might be a little bit sexier than Rowan Atkinson. Why would you argue that? There's always these sexy costumes. And now there's the sexy vaccine costume. How can a vaccine so, be sexy? Basically, a dress that comes with it. It's called a nude dress, you know, where it's the same color as... Oh, it's like a bodysuit, but it's the same yeah, color as your skin. Same color as your skin. So then the, the whole point is there's a needle sticking in your head, and so your body's supposed to look like an arm, and then the needle's sticking in your head. I don't know what makes it sexy. I guess it's just if you can pull it off and call it sexy. Dude, this is the pandemic. We've all put on the COVID-19 pounds. Nobody's fitting into this thing. Nobody's fitting into a bodysuit <laughs> right now. There could be other sexy costumes we could do. Yeah. You can go as that text message you sent your aunt saying she's uninvited from Christmas for being unvaccinated. That's not very sexy. Or like another COVID-related one, you could go as the toilet paper panic. Just walk around all panicky with toilet paper strapped to your body. It's my toilet paper. It's mine. I'll kill you. You could go as a sexy doctor that nobody listens to. Oh. It's just a regular doctor, but your shoulders are up all day. Like, eh, nobody wants to listen to me. Yeah. And with a picture of Facebook crossed out. <laughs> Dr. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Facebook. How about you could go as an empty calendar? Oh, yeah. There's nothing yeah, going there's not on. Not much going on. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> this was a sad break. Don't do a COVID costume. Do something fun. We got to get past this thing. Weirdest one I saw uh, in college. I saw a lot of sexy bunnies. Oh, like the like the the bunny tail and the ears, and then like the boobs are out. I've never looked at a bunny when I'm walking down the street and thought, "Well, bunnies are sexy." Look at those big ears. Why are we sexualizing rabbits? I know they chew through cables. It's not sexy, or is it? Well, if you listen to us every morning, you you kind of get a sense of the type of people we are, and. Uh, 
fatty. You can probably hear it in his voice and the things he says. He Sometimes he's a little petty, uh, hard to get along with. He's a bit of a control freak. He, does, he doesn't have good hygiene. Well, he doesn't brush his teeth. You know, you live by yourself. I mean, I don't know if you just give up on some of these control things when you have kids, maybe. You live by yourself and... I control everything in my house. You do. A few years ago, I got this bidet. You install it into your toilet and it makes sure that you're nice and clean when you do your number two. You have a clean bottom. And once you've... Now that you've gone bidet, you just won't use the washroom anywhere else unless there is a bidet. It's like on the fatty rider when he goes places. Yeah, you know how uh, musicians will have yeah. like a list of it's like I want all blue M and M's, a dozen roses, all roses, all white, and I need a bidet in my toilet. Madonna apparently demands a, an entire new toilet everywhere she goes. A brand new, brand toilet. new toilet. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So I had to sit down with my parents. I had to go to London this weekend uh, for a thing, and using their bathrooms a nightmare because they don't have a bidet. You have to have to do my business like a commoner. Ooh, I have to use just straight up dry toilet paper. It's a nightmare. So you're at the point now where you're judging other people that don't have bidets and saying, hey, parents, I can't come over unless you install a bidet. I sat my mother and father down and I said, listen, I love coming to visit you, but going to to the bathroom is a nightmare. I will buy you a bidet. I will front the money, but you need to install this thing for the next time I visit. So you're at least buying it. It's it's been delivered, and I think my father's installing it today. So now you can visit the parents. Is that a douche move? Yeah. You should just visit your parents because you're a good boy, not because they do or don't have a bidet. Because I'm a good boy? What does that mean? You want me to just comply even though there's no sanitary efforts? I'm a parent. I miss my kids. I want to see them every now and then. But if your kids felt dirty coming to your house, you wouldn't try to accommodate them? I probably would. There you go. I'm a good host. You're a pushover is the word you're I looking am. for. Just like my parents. Country 104.9. Switzerland's best country. Evidently. Evidently. We, we, got, have... we got an email this morning from uh, Barbara Brundler in Switzerland saying she listens to our show every morning. Oh. Or every afternoon in Switzerland. Well, for her, it'd be like one o'clock. And I figured it, maybe this is a good chance for us to explore some Swiss country music. So I did a little bit of digging. And by digging, I mean I did a very fast Google search and I found John Brack. Hmm. He was a big country star kind of back in the day. And they referred to him as Mr. Swiss Country. Did you know that? Mr. Swiss Country. He's like Johnny Cash, but from Switzerland. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Sure. Here's John Brack's famous hit, Espreline. Es ist gleich auf einer Reich oder Armisch. Es kommt drauf auf, der oh, yeah. voller Scharmbisch. Das Bichler nicht stimmig stört, musst bedenken. What's he singing about? If you don't understand Swiss German, he's singing about how the love of his life went to live on another farm. Oh. I completely made that up. Oh. I, don't, I don't. I have no idea what it's Lots about. Lots of lovely rolling R's. Sure. Those are fun to sing. I've never heard anybody describe Rasta, German Rasta, as a lovely Rasta, language. Rasta. You were making bird sounds. That wasn't German at all. Well, You've offended all our German it, listeners. Is it German? Do they have, does Switzerland not have their own language? I believe it's Swiss German. Oh. I believe. I could be wrong. Our apologies to all our Swiss listeners and our potentially Swiss German listeners. And uh, apologies for Matt's bird sounds parodying the German language. Shame on you. Well, I was expecting maybe to hear some yodeling. 
Oh, my but God. The, is that Switzerland? I don't know. I need to brush up on my Switzerland history. Oh, my God. You can write all your complaints to Sean at country1049.ca. <laughs> That's our boss, Sean Turner. He fields all our complaints. So if you have any complaints about Matt Hussey he's, this he's morning. He's probably singing about the girl that lives on the other side of the mountain. And it's such a long trip to go over the mountain. And he energizes himself with chocolate and cheese. Yes, and he misses her so much. And how the hills are alive with the sound of music. That's not Switzerland, is it? I thought it was Switzerland. Oh, maybe. We're, we got it all mixed up. We have a big running community here in Godrich and the surrounding area. There's some that have qualified for the Boston Marathon. Diana Teal, Janet Goddard, Peter Meads, Phil Dalton, and Steve Beasley. I know a couple of those names. We see Pete Meads on the trail quite a bit. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. I was out biking. And I remember Trish and I were walking on the trail, and he ran by us. Oh, yeah. And then a few minutes later, ran by us the other way because he already got to the end and then ran back. He ran by me, and I was biking. He's a running machine. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Meads is awesome. Congratulations to all those runners for qualifying for the Boston Marathon. That's the marathon of marathons. I admire all of them. I see them running around town, and I think, wow, I want to be them when I grow up. So there is a report from the London Health Sciences Centre and St. Joseph's Hospital just down the road in London, Ontario. Two great hospitals. They were talking about some injuries that have happened specifically during this pandemic that have ramped up. Yeah, it's incredible. People doing stuff at home. Injuries were up 76% at the hand and upper limb centre alone. And this was a lot of people, finger amputations and stuff. So a lot of people during this pandemic, (laughs) this was during lockdowns especially. Yeah. They were at home doing at-home projects, do it yourself. Yeah, people are like, well, why don't we use the extra time to build a new kitchen? Going to Canadian Tire and getting a skill saw, Mm -hmm. not reading the instructions, and then losing a digit or two. A lot of the trips to the emergency rooms, though, were people on ladders. Falling off ladders. Now, this is why we have our sales manager, Steve Howard, in studio. <laughs> yeah, I wondered when you were going to bring me into this. So we asked your permission. We can tell yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. So this was a, a couple winters ago. You said January 2019? January 2019. Tell us what you were doing. I was on my roof. You were on your roof. I, how, guess how I got to my roof. Why were you on your roof? On a ladder. I was clearing ice and snow. What? I slipped and fell off. You fell off the roof? Yes. Now, this was pre-pandemic, so I was ahead of the game. You were, you were like, falling off roofs before it Way was cool. before we were locked down. Uh, so, and you, you survived because you're here talking to us. Yeah. How's your, how's your back feeling now? I still have back problems, but luckily wow. did not break my back and no internal injuries. I fell about 8 to 10 feet. Before you went up this ladder to remove ice and snow, did you know ice and snow were slippery? When did you learn that in your life? Yes. <laughs> I have been on many roofs over my years, and this has never happened. So, and it was that moment of realization as you're starting to slide that there's oh, no, oh, yeah. that what's going to happen to you? It's coming. There's no coming. I forgot, ice is slippery. Ah! You, the, you the, just let physics yeah. take its toll. The tough part about it was I was I was done. I was heading back to the ladder. I was going I was going back down, and I went down quicker than I planned. So, well, you're standing now. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So St. Joseph's Healthcare saying, yeah, a lot of these injuries happen because people getting some power tools mm-hmm. they're not familiar with, yeah. not reading the instructions, and then losing parts of well, themselves. And you add fatigue and stress and poor lighting and ice and snow to the equation. <laughs> ice and, snow. and people are getting I, hurt. I have some advice. Yes. See, I don't do home renovations because I am not a very handy person. I hire people to do that. So I keep the economy going. You keep the economy oh. going. You hire local contractors That's to right. do the job for you. Let the contractors get injured, not you. Yeah. 
the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.